Section 5 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 11, March 1881. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Adrian Stevens. The American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 11, March 1881, by Various. Early Importations of Italian Bees by the Reverend L. L. Langstroth. I can probably give, better than anyone living, the history of the first efforts made to introduce Italian bees into this country, as I knew well the late Messrs. Samuel Wagner and Richard Colvin, and Messrs. S. B. Parsons and P. G. Mahon, who, with myself, were the first to import them. Messrs. Wagner and Edward Jessop, both residents of York, Pennsylvania, received from de Sierzon in 1856 a colony of Italian bees which had starved on shipboard. Mr. Wagner's letter to me, August 1856, and given the next spring, in my second edition on bees, is the earliest notice published in this country of the Italian race of bees. Messrs. Wagner and Colvin subsequently bought a few queens of de Sierzon, which were consigned to the care of the surgeon of a Bremen steamship, who had been carefully taught what precautions to use for their safety. Fearing that the bees might sting his passengers, the captain would not allow them to be put on his vessel. In the winter of 1858-59, I quote from Mr. Colvin's able article on beekings in the report of the Commissioner of Agriculture for 1863, page 530, Another attempt was made by Mr. Wagner, Reverend L. L. Langstroth, and myself. The order was placed in the hands of the surgeon of the steamer, to whose charge the bees were to have been committed, but in consequence of his determining to leave the ship, the effort failed. Subsequently, arrangements were made in the latter part of that year, and we received seven living queens. Only two or three young queens were reared by us during that fall and winter, and in the following spring we found that all our imported stock had perished. In conjunction with Mr. Wagner, I determined to make another trial. The Queen's, however, did not arrive until June 1860. Footnote. Mr. Colvin, having formed the acquaintance of the German captain, not only convinced him that the bees could not escape to injure anybody, but inspired him with a strong desire to be the first to bring over in his own vessel this valuable race of bees. It would require quite a volume to tell, at length, what sacrifices of time were made by Messrs. Wagner and Colvin to secure these bees. End footnote. Our queens, which came in 1859, were in charge of a German resident of Brooklyn, New York, who was returning home from a visit to his friends, and to whom Mr. Wagner had given very careful directions how to care for them. This person, learning that Mr. Mahon had expressed the intention of having the honour of landing in America the first living Italian bees, and desiring, as he told me, to secure this honour for us, communicated Mr. Mahon's intention to the captain, who, as soon as the gangway was in place, was the very first person to step ashore, proclaiming with a very loud voice, These are the first Italian bees ever landed on the shores of America. In the spring of 1856, Mr. S. B. Parsons of Flushing, L.I., 
invited me to visit him and advise with him as to the best way of managing his Italian bees. On my way, I called upon Mr. Mahon, who was joint owner with me of a large interest in my patent hive. He gave me a very graphic account of his visit to the apiary of the Baron von Berlepsch, from whom he obtained a queen, and supplied me with a few Italian workers for Professor Joseph Liddy, that he might determine how the length of the proboscis in that variety compared with that of the black bee. On arriving at Flushing, Mr. Parsons showed me five hollow logs, or gums, placed in an old bee-shed. It was a warm, sunshiny day, and I saw only an occasional bee flying out from one of the hives. These colonies had been purchased in Italy, carried safely on the backs of mules over the Alpine passes to Genoa, from which port they were safely shipped to New York. But by a succession of mishaps, four of them died at Flushing. The fifth contained a mere handful of bees with their queen, which I introduced to a colony of black bees. It is hardly necessary to say that none of these hives were ever in the same vessel with Mr. Mahon. On the 18th of April, the steamer Argo arrived in New York, after a tedious and stormy voyage. Mr. Herman, a German beekeeper and author of a work on the Italian bee, who had been furnished with a large sum of money by Mr. Parsons to buy Italian bees in the best districts of Italy, and who had agreed to bring them over in the original hives and breed queens for Mr. Parsons, was not on board, but in his place a young Austrian by the name of Bodmer. On the 19th, as soon as the bees were allowed to be landed, they were carried to Flushing. The small boxes in which they were put up were in three different packages, one of which was consigned to the U.S. government, one to Mr. Mahon, and one to Mr. Parsons. As the Austrians said that he knew by examination on shipboard that the bees were in very bad condition, and many of them already dead, and, as the day was very pleasant, they were all examined under my personal supervision, and I can assure Mr. Robinson that every colony consigned to the government and Mr. Mahan was dead. A few only of those marked for Mr. Parsons had living queens, some of which soon died, and in a short time he found himself the possessor of only two queens, one of which was the queen found alive upon my arrival at Flushing. By my advice, Mr. William W. Carey of Colerain, Massachusetts, a very skilful beekeeper and a thoroughly trustworthy man, was sent for by Mr. Parsons. One of the queens was entrusted to his care on the premises of Mr. Parsons, and the other to Mr. Bodmer, some distance off, who did not raise queens enough even to pay for the black bees and honey which were purchased for his use, while Mr. Carey Italianized a large apiary for Mr. Parsons, besides filling all his orders for queens. One hundred and eleven queens were carried to California by Mr. A. J. Biglow, one o eight of which reached there in good condition. This small percent of lost was in part owing to the skilful supervision of Mr. Biglow, and to the purifying flight which, by my advice, he gave them on the Isthmus of Panama, but all his precautions would have been of no avail but for the judicious way in which they were prepared by Mr. Carey and himself for so long a voyage. The bees sent to Mr. Parsons were in cigar boxes, into which the combs were merely crowded or wedged. The loosening of the combs on so rough a voyage killed some of the queens, 
while others were drowned with their bees in honey, and others still starved from the boxes being overcrowded with bees. It is hardly necessary to contrast Mr. Bigelow's success with the heavy losses sustained for years by those who imported bees from Europe. The result of Mr. Parsons' dealing with Herman were that for $1,200 advanced to him, he had only two queens to show. The next season, Mr. Bodmer, having learned how to pack bees for a sea voyage, brought over a number of queens in good condition for Mr. E. W. Rose, but was very unfortunate in the management of them. Herman came, some years after, to this country, and was employed by a friend of mine in Philadelphia to purchase for him, in Italy, a large number of queens. The return voyage was long and stormy, and every queen died on board the steamer. Oxford, Ohio, March 5th, 1881 End of section 5